A reading from Luke 5, 1 through 11. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. Well, thank you guys for being here today. In today's um, text, in all of them actually, they are all speaking about calling. Thank you. Thanks, JP. And uh, before I talk about calling, I just want to tell you guys a little bit of a story. So we have some people in our congregation today who are expecting. And I remember when we were getting ready to have our first child. It's, it's one of those things you can read the book, What to Expect, when you're expecting. But in a way it helps, but in a way it kind of doesn't. Because you're still like in this like weird land of, I really don't, I don't know anything about that yet. So... And then when you have the baby, you're, we looked at each other in the hospital and we're like, okay, now what? I remember, JP, you wanted to bring the metal cart home. That the, the hospitals have like these like metal carts that they put the baby in that they wheel around from the nursery, probably because they can like sanitize them in between babies, you know. But we, he wanted to bring that home because that's what he knew. That's what worked in the hospital, so that's what has to work at home. And I, I think we, we waited like, I think, eight years or so before we had kids. So we had this long period of time where we kind of figured out how to do the adult thing. We had our routine. We, we knew what we were doing as far as like life, you know, your daily life goes. You have this routine. You sleep at night. You work during the day. You do fun stuff. And you have this, this routine going that you know really well. And you're like, okay. This is, this, is how, this is how it is, you know, this is it. And then you have your, your kids and everything changes, right? And you, you don't know what to expect. It's something new, but it's something beautiful and it's something great. And yeah, it is, it's different. Things change, but it's, it's a whole new thing. But you, you don't know. You don't know before what it's going to be like after. And I, I, today I, I want to talk a little bit about calling. There's a boat, Right? And Simon's in the boat. And this is his fishing boat. It's his family's fishing boat. They've been doing this their whole life. 
They know this is where you fish. This shallow water here, this is where the fish are, this is what you do. And they were frustrated. They had fished all night. There, wasn't, there just wasn't anything that day. So Jesus comes along, and he tells them to launch out into the deep. So he's kind of telling the expert fishermen how to do their job, but they go along with it, right? And he calls them to do something that's a little bit different. And it goes, it's a little bit against what their upbringing would be, maybe, or the things that they're used to. But Simon listens, and he follows, and he, he ends up catching more fish than he's ever caught before. And I think Jesus is using that as a metaphor, and he's explaining to him that sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone, out of the thing that we know. And I could talk to you today about your personal life and take this in a, in a personal direction, and I think you could probably do that on your own. But today I want to talk to us. What is God calling us to today? Um, a few years ago, I would say maybe like 12 or 13 years, JP reminded me of this story. There was a, a songwriter by the name of Keith Laws. That was his name. And we met him at a Ruby Tuesdays. He had been a guest singer at, at a church of a pastor that we knew. And he saw us and he was like, JP, Diana, come over here. We, I've got to introduce you to, to this the songwriter, his name's Keith Laws, he wrote a song. He actually wrote several songs that Alvin Slaughter, I don't know if you know who Alvin Slaughter is, but he's a, a pretty famous gospel artist. He sang Keith Laws' songs and made them famous. And one of the songs that he sang was called Launch Out. And I was almost at Launch Out into the, it's called Launch Out. And the lyrics go like this. Sometimes we hold on a little longer than we should. Letting go can be hard. But it's sometimes for our good. The fear of what's ahead sometimes makes us fall behind. We can see the times are changing, but pretend we're, that we're so blind. You'll never really know just what the future holds. But we know God holds us in his hand. So by faith, we must climb into the boat and follow his command. Launch out into the deep. Let your faith take you somewhere that you've never been before. Launch out into the deep. Let your faith make you fly. Let your faith make you soar. Launch out into the deep. And that's just a part of the song. And unfortunately, Keith Laws passed away suddenly in 2008. But about a year before that happened, we got a chance to talk to him at Ruby Tuesdays. And before we left, he actually prayed for JP. And you never know the significance of something sometimes until after it happens. But when Jesus told Simon to launch out into the deep, he was requiring Simon to do something that he had to leave behind his comfort of certainty. He had to leave behind the familial familiarity and his vocation and values. Uh, we come from a great tradition here as evangelicals and charismatics. We know our boats and our waters well. We know the fruit of the Spirit. We know the gifts of the Spirit. We know the Romans Road. We know the Lord's Prayer. We know every inch of our boat and every inch of the water. The only problem is that the American church as we know it is changing, and it's changing fast. We recently published this, and I, I printed out a copy. You can find this on our website, but we call this article Post-Christian America, Who Are the Nuns and Duns? Um, and in here are the statistics. 59% of young people 
ages 18 to 29, with a Christian background, have dropped out of church, and they're not coming back. Rachel Held Evans, in her book, Searching for Sunday, explains it this way. I can't provide the solutions church leaders are looking for, but I can articulate the questions that many in my generation are asking. I can translate some of their angst, some of their hope. I told them they're tired of the culture wars, tired of Christianity getting entangled with party politics and power. We want to be known by what we're for, I said, not just what we're against. We don't want to choose between science and religion or between our intellectual integrity and our faith. Instead, we long for our churches to be safe places to doubt, to ask questions, and to tell the truth, even when it's uncomfortable. We want to talk about the tough stuff, biblical interpretation, religious pluralism, sexuality, racial reconciliation, and social justice, but without predetermined conclusions or simplistic answers. We want to bring our whole selves through the church doors, without leaving our hearts and minds behind, without wearing a mask. And I told them that contrary to popular belief, we can't be one back with hipper worship bands, fancy coffee shops, or pastors who wear skinny jeans. We've been advertised to our entire lives, so we can smell BS from a mile away. The church is the last place we want to be sold another product, the last place we want to be entertained. We aren't looking for a hipper Christianity. We're looking for a truer Christianity, a more authentic Christianity. And I think one of the things that we want for the sacred commons here at this church is to be committed to being a safe place, a safe place for those things to happen, and not just for the nuns and duns, which is what that group of people is being referred to as, but we also want to be a place where people from all streams can come. And when we say streams of convergence, all that means is that from evangelical stream or in a charismatic stream or a sacramental stream, everyone can come, everyone can feel welcome, that our liturgy includes all of that. We, know, we knew our boat. We knew our, bo- our boat in the water as well. But we saw the beauty in, the, in all of the streams. The table called to us. The liturgy sustained us when our days were so draining that we could barely even pray. And the Spirit led us, and the Spirit called us here today. I'd like to finish my message today with an excerpt from our book club book. Yay, Yay, The Great Spiritual Migration. It's back there if you want to check it out. And you can still sign up if you haven't, but I think most everybody has on our website. In The Great Spiritual Migration, I have a few quotes from Brian McLaren, and he puts it this way. The Spirit is calling us not to dig in our heels, but rather to pack up our tents and get moving. They invite us on a great spiritual migration, not out of our religion, but out of our cages and ruts. And I'm adding in here, boats in shallow, familiar waters. Not just as jaded ex-members, but as hopeful pilgrims moving forward in the journey of faith. Whenever I quieted my heart, never once did I hear the Spirit whispering, Give up! Turn back! Drop out! Instead, again and again, I heard, Go farther! Don't be afraid! Hang in there! Go forward! You don't have to give up on Christian faith, nor do you have to accept it as it is. If just a dozen of us here, 
and a handful of us there begin migrating in the right direction. That's enough. Changing hearts, moving together. Soon the center of gravity shifts, and soon a migration is underway. If we could all bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for what you are calling us to today. We thank you for calling us to the deep. Lord, help us to not be afraid as we launch out. Help us to listen to your voice. And help us to even when we say, woe is me. Lord, even though we are sinners and we know that we need your love and your grace every day, we pray that you will continue to help us to move forward, to not give up. Lord, I pray for all of those out there, those who would be included in the group of the nuns and duns, those who grew up in the Christian faith but for whatever reason have left. God, I pray for those souls. I pray that they would not give up on you, that somewhere they would still see the love of Christ. Hopefully, they'll see that love in us. But whatever it is, I just pray that the Holy Spirit right now, that you would touch them, that you would let them through all of the jaded past, through all of those hurts, and for, through all of the reasons why they may not be going to church or feel like they're a Christian anymore. I pray that something would speak to their hearts. I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to them. Help us to be the Christian witness that you've called us to be. Help us to be love in a world that does not recognize Christians by our love anymore. Help us to not be judgmental. Help us to not align more with our cultural politics than we do with our Christian faith in you. Help us to be Christians before we're Americans. God, let your Holy Spirit guide us and call us together as the Sacred Commons Church into this work that we know that you've called us to do here in Youngstown, Ohio. I thank you for everybody who came today. I thank you for everyone who's listening online. God, if there's somebody today who's listening online, I just pray right now that you would bless them, that you would touch them where they are, that we who are gathered here can join with them in prayer and whatever it is that they're going through right now today. God, we lift it up to you. You know their situation. You know what they're going through. And I just pray that you will bless them and you will comfort them and you would call them as well. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Commons podcast. You can find out more about us at our website, thesacredcommons.com. If you feel connected to this ministry in any way, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your partnership. If you feel inclined to give, you can do so by visiting thesacredcommons.com click on give. Every single cent has an immediate impact. It helps us continue to do this work in the city of Youngstown, where we are happy to be launching a new church plant. Finally, why don't you come and join us for a service? 323 Wick Avenue at the beautiful St. John's Episcopal Church. We meet in the chapel. 
come and worship with us. We'd love to see you there. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.